When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. You won't believe it. It's actually happening. We are doing Pod Meets World Live presented by Hyundai. We are coming to you live from the iHeartRadio Theater in Los Angeles to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Boy Meets World. Join us at the iHeartRadio Theater on April 26th. If you can't join us in person, you can join us for the stream. We're also going to have some amazing special guests like Danny McNulty, the famous Harley. Of course, Betsy Randall, our mom, Amy. And yes... Mr. Turner himself, Anthony Tyler Quinn. And do not miss a special performance by the iconic Lisa Loeb. That one's for you, Ryder. I can't wait. The evening will be filled with special guests, nostalgia, and a Chubby's Burger or two. Take a ride with us on this awesome journey. Tickets are now available on moment.co slash podmeetsworld. Or check out the bio in our Instagram for more info and a ticket link. Pod Meets World Live, presented by Hyundai. We'll see you on April 26th. Or join us for the stream on May 1st at 5 p.m. Pacific. Well, hello, everyone. I have a I have a big announcement. You do? You do? Yeah. I'm running for Congress. 
I just thought now would be a good time. Great. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's what's going on? <laughs> is, that, is that weird? Why is that? Is that what, what, why are you guys so just, quiet? I, just because it's so bizarre. Because I. I too have an announcement. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, it's yeah. It's, well, that's been all over the news, hasn't it? I know it sure has, and I um, we've been tagged in things. We've been asked, and uh, you know, we were contemplating what we were going to say if we were going to say anything, and then. We rolled into this episode we're recapping, which is episode two. I mean, season two, episode 14 called I Am Not a Crook. Which I did not remember at all. I didn't remember a single thing about it. We have big parts in this, Danielle. I know. (laughs) We're on stage. I take that back. I remember the end. You don't remember the end, Danielle? No. Once I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind I remember. I remember something about that like that came oh. back to me but i did not remember it until i was up there watching it okay i remember, I remember exactly one okay, line good. okay will i want you to, i know you're gonna save it and tell us but i want to know because yeah. if you remember the end i can't wait to hear your memories of it because oh, maybe it'll yeah. bring something back for me okay yeah no this was it was oh no this was a this was a big one for you danielle okay in front good. of the audience yeah wow okay great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> Anyway, I'm running for Congress, and so let's move on. Uh, season two, episode four. Just kidding. Um, uh, Will. Yes. What would you like to say about Ben Savage running for Congress? I will say what I say anytime anybody asks me to publicly speak about politics, which is I do not publicly speak about politics. It's just the way I was raised. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about your sex life. You don't talk about how much, how much money you make. You just don't. Um, I do all my talking in the voting booth. I have since I was 18. And uh, that is my answer. I don't discuss politics. All right. Ryder, you do discuss politics. Yes. You love politics. Yeah. We've yes. had several guests on this show who have come on and said they remember talking politics with you. You yep. are outspoken. Um, <laughs> yep. But you are also uh, measured about when and where you do it. For example, you haven't used this podcast as any sort of platform to espouse no you know, your political beliefs. So what would you like to say about Ben Savage running for Congress? I, well, I think the first thing I want to point out, and it's funny that you made this joke to start this conversation, but like, um, and I, I told you guys this, I actually texted you that when this happened, I walked into my local coffee shop, uh, or breakfast place, uh, a, a week ago. And the guy behind the counter looked at me and went, Hey, I heard you're running for Senate. <laughs> I just saw that on the news and I was like, wow, wow, is that wrong on just every level? Nothing you said was right other than, hey. It's not me. Yeah, exactly. And and I guess what what that pointed out to me is how much the wires get crossed like right. how how little and i and i guess it's just worth commenting like i don't you know i i immediately corrected the guy I was like oh it's it's not me it's the other guy from the show that i was on but i can right. see that this person's brain like combined things that you know whatever and and i think that it 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 puts an undue pressure on us to a certain degree i feel like it's it, and and i get it like it happens right like but the reality is 
because I worked with somebody when I was 13 years old through 20, mm-hmm. uh, I don't necessarily, I mean, it, it's interesting that we have the pressure to comment on it, right? right. Or that, um, that my life is always going to be associated with Ben Savage. Um, it's just an interesting thing that I didn't necessarily ask for. Um, so I just kind of want to say that um, I am very politically engaged. I have been active in my community. I have I am actively involved. I am love speaking out. I love debate. I, um, but like you said, I have, you know, I, I pick my I pick my battles, right? Like on my Twitter feed, I'm more outspoken because uh, you don't have to follow me. But on something like this, our primary job is entertainment. Our primary right. job is to discuss the show and Boy Meets World. That's why everybody's listening. So I'm not going to, you know, espouse my feelings on gun control or name your issue, whatever. But I do have feelings and I do believe in speaking about them. So if anybody wants to hear my thoughts on any of this stuff, I would love to engage with our audience. I love talking about this stuff. Um, when it comes to Ben, um, I I guess the only thing really, I mean, the, the, the only thing really worth saying or that I feel is worth saying is that uh, when we were younger, Ben and I, basically didn't agree on much politically. Uh, We often found ourselves on exact opposite sides of almost every issue. Now, (laughs) the important thing to state is that we were teenagers and it was 1993 through 2000. So maybe a lot has changed. I know uh, my core beliefs haven't really changed that much, but um, times have changed. I have you know, probably changed in ways that I'm not completely aware of. And I'm sure Ben has changed. So uh, I will wait and see and listen to what he has to say, just like everybody else. But I do not know uh, Ben's political stances on a lot of things right now. Um, I just know in our history, we uh, didn't always see things the same way. Um, So that's kind of all I got to say right now. We'll wait, you know, to wait and see. Um, But I'm not going to endorse Ben simply because I had the same job as him when I was a teenager. Right. Which I think is very fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I will say that uh, for one thing, I don't live in the 30th district. I don't live in a place where I, he will be on the ticket for me, on the docket for me. Um, so uh, even if I wanted to, I could not vote for him. Um, however, with that said, I feel very much the same way uh, Ryder does about the fact that I can know you for 30 years. I can have wonderful things to say about you, not so wonderful things to say about you, the same way I do about anybody and that anybody could be, could say and do about me. And yet that sh- will not play much into a decision I make about who I am voting for. I think um, it is very important to take uh, figure out what our individual um, priorities are in the things that we look for in our leaders. And you yep. pick those things and you look for those things that mean the most to you. And you try to find a leader that aligns with your values as closely as possible. And then you support that person. I don't know who else is running. I don't know what Ben's platform is. I am I'm rather uneducated about it. And uh, truth be told, I have been a very apolitical person And up until recently, most of my, I mean, my teen years, my 20s, I was very uninformed and ignorant and um, 
fine with that. It wasn't until I was significantly older that it became important to me when I realized what an insane privilege it is to be able to be ignorant about politics. And I was <laughs> like, hey, you're right. That is not a that's not who I want to be. That's not a person I want to be. Um, I want uh, I, I want to be involved. And so then I started educating myself. And because of that, I also hesitate to speak publicly about politics a lot because I still feel ignorant. I still feel like I am going to say something stupid or um, am going to say something I don't mean. And I get in my head about that stuff. But I love learning. I love listening to debates. It's one of the reasons I so thoroughly enjoy dinners with Ryder and Will when politics come up, because I learn so much from both of you. And I also get to mediate about what I'm hearing and what you're both saying. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that answers all of your questions about uh, what we think. Um, and, you know, like Ryder said, it's a little unfair that uh, for Ben and for us that so much weight is given to what we all think about what the other one is doing with their lives. Um, right. I, yeah. I, also, I also think it's really wonderful that we have all taken totally new career paths and that we have other interests that we've decided right. to pursue as adults. And that even if you don't see us on your TV screens anymore, um, it's not because we've disappeared off the faith, face of the planet. It's because we've uh, found new things that we love doing. And so right. I'm super supportive of that for everyone and reinventing yourself and finding out who you are as an adult and not being labeled by the things you were as a child. So right. Thank you for engaging in that with me, gentlemen. Yes. And um, we can jump into a very <laughs> timely appropriate, episode. Perfect, perfectly episode. timely episode of Women's <laughs> World, yes. <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah. yeah, I could only remember one line from this show, this episode. There's one line. Uh, the... Yeah, I'm squealing. That's the sound you make when yeah. your best friend takes a gun and stabs you in the back right in front of your eyes. That's the one I remembered. Yep. I immediately paused it and yes. was like, wait, this is a very famous line. And yes. I don't even know yep. if it's famous for for the public or if it's just I don't us. Think it's just us. It was something okay. we said all the time. All and so the time. It was so funny because I was sitting there watching this episode going, I don't remember any of this. And then I saw myself sitting on that table with yeah. Ben, which rarely happened. And, and we're sitting on the table. And I was like, oh, no. That the, it's the squealing line, the squealing <laughs> line, and it's coming up, and, I, and it, because we just said it all the time, it was always like one of our in in lines. Um, so well, it was yeah. the we, the we too, the we, 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 and then you almost broke on the last. Oh, one. you can tell, yeah, me yeah. And Ben could not get through this scene. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong, and I'm Will Friedle. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. 
So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. So today we are jumping into season two, episode 14, I Am Not a Crook, which originally aired January 13th, 1995. The synopsis is that Corey is struggling to fit in at school, so he decides to run for class president. The campaign goes well until Corey makes some promises he can't keep. It was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Steve Young, new name alert. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that was not the former San Francisco yeah, it's not, 49ers I think, quarterback. I don't think that's number eight for, uh, for 49ers. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty, pretty sure that ain't good old number eight. You um, could tell me it yeah. was and I wouldn't know. No, oh, it never guy. would have occurred to me. I don't know. Yeah. I still don't know what you guys are talking about. So <laughs> Steve Young is a two-time Super Bowl champion from the oh, 90s. Cool. In the, the, uh, he took over for Joe Montana. I know the name Joe Montana. I do know the name Joe Montana. This episode is guest starring Jonathan C. Kaplan as Alvin W. Meese. He comes back, but they I changed know. his last name. Was So was his last name Minkus? No, his last no, name Le- was... Lemke was the Lemke. other guy. Okay, Lemke was the other guy. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah so I, I, think, I think we just never knew his last name. Um, and then when they called him Meese, I was like, oh my gosh, he's playing a different character? I thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah. like, how many times are they going to bring back <laughs> the God. same people and just uh, use him as something else? But I did not remember that he came back. I knew he had done the two episodes, because this is his third episode, I yeah, believe. Yeah, and he's in yeah. four. I looked it up. And he's he, in four. He has another one four. coming up in a few episodes. Gosh, so yeah, so he was a big part of our show. It's 
so interesting because yeah, I told you guys he ended up taking over for me for the graduate when we when I did the graduate yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. So like I met him again in our twenties, but we really didn't. We never worked together. We just sort of said hi and passing. I spent like. 10 minutes talking to him. But I didn't, even then, I don't think I really realized how many episodes of our show he had done. It's so yeah. interesting. Well, Danny, if, if memory serves, Danny only did eight. Yeah. Right. So this guy did half as many episodes right. as Danny. I mean, that's <laughs> right. that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Right. He yeah. wasn't as featured, obviously, as no, Danny. No, of course so not. It's, but it still, yeah. that's, that's nuts. So uh, also guest starring Shay Astar, or a star, as Paula Kelly. Brandon Astar, I, did, I, did you guys remember her? She did two. I remember Shay. I remember. I just yeah, remember, I remember her being Shea. really good. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I remember but, uh, her we being actually really became good. friends. We hung out for a little while. Um, but then, uh, yeah, again, I hadn't. You know, I, I I didn't remember this episode. So I was like, oh, this is where I met Shay. I remembered her in my personal life, but I didn't remember her on the show, which is oh, so bizarre. So and then I was watching it. I was going, God, she's really good. Yeah, she's, she's really yeah. good. She's really <laughs> it's a good. Tough yeah. role, and she pulls yeah. it off. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Brandon Quinton Adams as Alex, Andy McAfee as Jennifer, and Chuck Riley as the announcer. Also worth noting that last week, Cyrano marked Danny McNulty's final season two episode. So was interesting. That's it. So he comes that's back in season three. Season okay. three for that episode with Adam Scott. So we didn't realize it at the time that we did the Cyrano episode, but that's oh, the last time we will see they... Danny McNulty. They brought him back for the motorcycle one, and that's with the, the table read that he talked about on his episode. That's right. Yeah. So he was supposed to continue in season two. Yes, exactly. And due to the mental health issues, he just wasn't able to. And oh, so okay. you guys will have to tell me when the episode comes up that is the episode that with the, the table read, because I wasn't there for it. So I, I, you guys will have to tell us, like, this is the episode. Yeah. It's the Nancy Kerrigan episode, I think. Yeah, I think it's in like oh, five. Yeah, four yeah, or five. It's the, right. it's the Nancy Kerrigan dream episode. Yeah, pretty Got sure. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so to recap, we are in the school hallway. Corey and Sean are going over different school clubs they can join. Football, no. Cleats on face, no, no. Modern dance, lots of girls, tights, no. Drama, lots of guys, tights, tights no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sensing someone doesn't like tights. Uh, Corey says there are no clubs for ordinary guys like him. So Sean suggests he start one. Sean says that Corey has a lot of good qualities, and Corey sarcastically adds that he's housebroken, too. He's a mm. stinking beagle. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this is like the most Michael Jacobs I've ever seen Ben be in this yeah. entire scene. It's like, yep. this is ex if you want to know what Michael Jacobs was like in person, that this that him, this, yeah. this entire run yep. of this first scene yep. is Ben basically doing Michael Jacobs. It's hysterical. Yeah, I imagine this was what Michael Jacobs was as a teen. I was yes. going to say, the, the, when we invent the time machine, we got to go have lunch with Michael when he's like 13, and it'll be like, it's Ben. It's Corey. It's just like, Corey. It's, just, it's the same it's guy. It's Corey. So, yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, I, do, I do like when, I, I, I do like episodes. I've missed a little bit the last, you know, however many episodes it's been. I like when we lean into like Corey's averageness as an yeah. issue. You know yeah, what right. I mean? Like, because I think it's so relatable. I think it's, it's just a, yeah. it's a classic trope, but it's a good one. You know, yeah. like I just love. The most popular guy in school who gets <laughs> girls every week is just so runs average. Runs for president. I, I know. For, yeah. <laughs> but I it's because it's changing it. But I just love it because it's about anxiety, right? It's, yeah. a, it's about feeling that anxiety, like you don't stand out, you don't represent any. And I just, and I think that the Sean and Corey dynamic always comes to life with this 
yeah, this this so. dynamic. Like because Corey's always like, well, I'm so worried about who I am, and Sean's like, why are you worried? Just be, you know, be that. And it's I just thought it plays so well. It's really fun to watch. It's a good Sean and Corey episode. It's it like is. an old, it's like an old school Sean and Corey yes. episode. It's, like it that. is. It's back to that favorite theme of ours, which is always like having your friends back and yeah. and yeah. what it means to be a good friend and how they yeah. support totally. each other. It's it's very sweet. Absolutely. And didn't mind dumb Sean in this episode, guys. Did not so mind great. dumb Sean. In this case, I was like, lower I'm going D. with it. Yeah, lowercase well, D this time. stab you in the great. back with a That gun, was funny. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> there's, funny. But. There's a lot of committed dumb lines that, that I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but, but I guess... I guess it's just that the dumbness is part of the storyline. I don't know. For some reason, it didn't bother. I was like, oh, this is funny. And the dynamic is great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It worked. It was cool. I'm happy to hear you say that. We all feel yeah. good about it when you feel good about yourself. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Dumb Sean. <laughs> so we are then in Mr. Turner's classroom. Mr. Turner announces elections for next year's class president. And he's wearing a pretty cool tie. He is. Again, oh, it's... It's half our budget. It's why you're not on I'm half the episodes. I'm convinced. <laughs> it's like they couldn't pay for Danielle to be in and, and nine more ties. episodes, but the ties. <laughs> yeah, because ties can get expensive. But I wonder how they were, like, did they get a whole bunch of them in bulk? Did Sarah go to some vintage store and just we buy out all their ties? definitely ask her oh, about the ties. But yes. I have a feeling most of these are vintage. I really do. Yeah, I, I, me too. I would find it shocking if she was, like, walking into Nordstrom and, like, hello, no. I'm here to buy a $200 tie. It's like yeah. three or four no. an episode. It's, I, she, yeah. she probably, she. I, I can't wait. I bet you she had like a tie guy you know oh, I'm sure. yeah. she had like, she had like a tie dealer yeah, of course. Yes. Ties. she would ties. go and be like I need something in a in a red this week and then she'd get some crazy pe- no 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 no, not crazy enough yeah, yeah exactly. exactly what's Love your that. definition of crazy man um, so he explains it's a student election and people should get involved if they want to make change and the class in unison says it's not a popularity mm. contest which it always this, was of course yeah. it always was I think it Ms. kind of still is. I don't know about still is, but it certainly always was. Everyone voted for their friend and the most popular guy, guy usually when I was in high school. And that was like, oh, captain of the quarterback. He's the president. Yeah. No, there you go. Did <laughs> you say captain of the quarterback? I did. We had different kind of sports roles in Connecticut. You had to be captain of being the quarterback before I you become quarterback. I was like, great. The captain <laughs> of the quarterback makes the it. most nets, right? right. When they, he makes the most wickets. They get a strike every time. So. Seriously. When they're on the pitch, the quarterback makes the most wickets. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Uh, Quidditch, right? That's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Turner says they will be much better off with a president who is honest, loyal, and decent. It doesn't doesn't need to be the varsity quarterback. Sean tells Corey he should run for president. And then another nerdy student named Meese. So there's our Jonathan Kaplan. Alvin so he Meese. played he played Herbert in season two, episode one. In season two, episode five, he plays Simon. And now he's Alvin Meese. Okay, question. Oh, so I thought he was always th- Alvin. Wow. <laughs> do you think they're doing this because they're just forgetting? Or do you think they're, no. um, they're just casting him they're in the like, role they've already that, named? Bring they're like, bring back, back that great guy. guy. They're like, we yeah. need a nerd character for this episode. I know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why not keep the name? What is it? You've now changed it three times. It doesn't make any sense. I know. I, I don't know. But did know. we ever say his name in the first two no, episodes? No, I don't think so. I don't think we knew no. his name. Okay, so it was just credited that way. Exactly. Yeah, it's just in the script. Okay. So, so they yeah. You they, yeah, they got to this episode and they were like, well, oh, we're going to say his name, but it does, it does, we don't need it to reference the old, the, which the is, old which is an honor name. saying your name. finally saying your name is kind of, you're getting a name is kind of an honor. It's like being invited totally. onto the couch on Carson. That was like a yeah. big, it was like a big thing. So, okay. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to just let him have more things on his uh, resume. 
You know, it's like I played Alvin. First of all, let's not even talk <laughs> about the fact characters. that he's two of the three chipmunks already. He's been Alvin and Simon. <laughs> we just need him to come back as Theodore and oh we're good God. to go. So it, it's so strange. You're, you're yeah. right. The chipmunks. <laughs> he is. <laughs> we're so happy to be here. It's like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> me, I want a hula hoop. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Love so, it. Oh, um, uh, okay, so he nominates himself, but when told that someone else has to nominate him, he asks Topanga to do it. Topanga tells him to go away. Corey says he'll nominate me, but Which Sean says. Which was a little mean to me. And so I know. And Topanga. So not Topanga. Yeah. Not Topanga at all. In general, I, I don't like the way this episode treats Alvin. I don't like it. <laughs> Right. Uh, just okay. gonna say that blanket okay. statement writer, writer yep. get on your political soapbox get on my yeah. political soapbox <laughs> boom why don't you like it no uh, I just I just yeah I mean it, it's it's going back you know it's falling back on the whole nerd thing which yeah. we did throughout the first season we've talked enough about but there was always an affection for Minkus you know and, yeah. and I think that that Lee was always always had like this sort of uh, yes, he's a nerd, but it's also coming from an earnest place. And yeah. Alvin seems Alvin seems angry. Um, yeah, and 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 the reaction to Alvin seems mean and dismissive. Uh, so it was just a bummer to me. I was like, we could have had this exact same storyline without needing to like have him run off stage at the end, or have right. Topanga shut him down in this scene, or everybody just dismiss him the way it is. It's just it's just a bummer because it was kind of like oh, and I don't blame uh, Jonathan. Like I don't think it's his performance. It's the way it's written. It's the way it's structured. He's just a foil. He's just just a foil yeah, on this course. episode. So he's just a prop and it's a bummer because it could have, you know, whatever. It's just one but of those things. But to me, things. it was a Topanga thing where I was like, man, that yeah. is so out of character for Topanga. Like, totally. she was mean. And she has yeah. so many Topanga qualities in the rest of the episode. Yes, that was that the That it thing. seems like this would have been an easy opportunity for her to be like, nope, I can't endorse you for reason X, which, yeah, that's you know. That's very nice of you to say, Alvin, but, but I personally right. agree, think. Exactly. Yeah, Could yeah, have been yeah. anything. Just a one-liner yep. joke that w- it developed in a yep. different way, but instead of just being like, go away, I don't care about you because you're yeah. a nerd. It was, was weird. Yeah, like, yeah. why not give me a backstory with him? Like, have something, you know? Anything. Yeah. Yep. Anything. Oh, well. Rude Topanga. Welcome. Welcome, Rude Topanga. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. Where was I? Okay. Corey says he will nominate Meese, but Sean says not to support his competition. Sean stands up and nominates Corey, who very clearly does not want to run. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how quickly, quote unquote, dumb Sean, but very quick at turning it around. Yeah. And actually smart, Sean. Really street. Yes. Using words to, to win over here. Yeah. Corey tries to turn it down and then finds himself making a very passionate speech in front of the class on why he should be president. He has changed his mind and he decides to run. Now, I remember something in this scene. Um, I remember in the original uh, run through of the scene, they were having Ben grab, you know, he grabs the American flag at the end and he holds it up. He was originally grabbing it and wrapping it around himself. And I remember growing up in a military family, you just didn't treat the flag that way. So I remember saying to Michael, don't have him wrap himself in the flag. And Michael's like, oh, okay, I won't. And so Ooh. he went and just had him lift up the flag. So I remember making that change, like going up, going like, yeah, you shouldn't be grabbing the flag and wrapping yourself up in it. Like it's right. not really interesting. Huh. Um, so he's like, okay, I won't. I mean, it's different when like you're in another country, you're an athlete, you're representing your country, then it's one of those things. But when you're just like on a TV show and I'm wrapping myself in the flag, eh. So, uh, yeah, Michael's like, oh, okay, no problem. And uh, and changed it right there in the spot, which I thought was kind of cool. That's one of the moments where I was like, oh, we can actually kind of change stuff if we want to. Huh. Um, and it, yeah, and it, and it worked. So, 
I was glad that they made that change, frankly. Wow. But yeah. but did you remember this episode in general? Like the idea? I remember. I mean, no, I remember that. Yeah. So that came back to me. I remembered nothing of me or my storyline. If yeah. You know, the very small storyline I had. But it's just hysterical. Like ben, you know, Ben running for office is obviously like looming large in our lives right now. And none of us remember none of us that Corey of ran for office. Yeah, like, none of us yeah. thought of this. No recollection of That's this. That's crazy. So, yeah. But I remember I'm, the end vividly. Wow. Okay. With Danielle, I'm, I'm, I, I even I haven't even seen like online people pulling clips from this episode, which maybe now they will. Uh, but yeah. you know, like it, it seems like this would have been a GIF going around right now. That you know, Ben yeah. standing there like screaming, well, "Vote for me!" in some form or the other. They did use it when Ben was on. Oh, they on. did. Oh, yeah, did they? They? Okay, there you go. Good. They they played the clip of him in front of the classroom. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, there, there you go. go. Uh, so then we are in the school hallway. Sean tells Corey he really has a shot at winning and they need to tell everyone who he is. But Corey says he is a nobody. Sean says that's what people like about you. You're not cool. You're not popular. You're not handsome. (laughs) And Corey says, I get it. And he asks if Sean is on his side. And Sean says, absolutely. There is no other side. And de facto becomes his campaign manager. Clever. It's a cute story. It's a great, a great another buddy episode yes a buddy yep. episode and i and i, I guess the, the thing is exactly what what you guys were pointing out about like how sean is quick and confident and has like a level level of cleverness you know like mm-hmm. he, he, he social skills right and yet the actual intelligence and like ability for abstract thought is just not there yeah and i think that's like that's like a cool version of dumb sean like that's funny to me i don't know yeah. it's it's better than just 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 being a toss away joke of dumbness it's i like, also well, sean, love it's the instant pivots. Right. It's like whatever you have to do, you'll do it right. instantly to get it done. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's, it comes right. to me, it's like your background in the trailer park. You do what you got to do to get what you got to get. And so yeah. it's like, I got to pivot. I got to pivot. And you're just yeah. doing, you're doing it instantly. It's hysterical. It's very yeah. funny. And then with that, Sean talks into the camera in a video he's directing for Corey's campaign. More which, camera POV. More shaky cam, we love baby. this. Shaky, shaky cam. cam footage. Yeah, we did there's, a lot of it. Yep. There's currently a staff of one for Corey's campaign. Corey is talking to students in the hallway, shaking hands while Sean narrates. Corey's campaign slogan is, hey, I'm average. <laughs> with a jacket over great. his shoulder is one of the funniest things. <laughs> hey, that's pretty it's great. It's so good. Uh, he walks up to Topanga, who asks Corey about his plans to make the school a more effective institution. And Corey doesn't know what to say. So Sean yells cut and asks Topanga to just stick to what he wrote for her. And Topanga says she's not going to read Corey is cute and cuddly. She argues that's how not that's not how she or any girls think. Sean rips up the cards and says, Topanga, you can say whatever you want. And then he asks Topanga to wet her lips before he starts recording again. <laughs> but no, you had a line before there that was really funny where it was like, Topanga, you're one of our female brothers or something like <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are one of our female brothers. You're right, right. <laughs> I know that was very funny. <laughs> no. uh, Topanga calls Sean sleazy and storms off. And then we're in the Matthews living room. Sean has the camera now on Eric and says he wants to show Corey as a younger brother. He wants realism. So Corey and Eric act out a scene for the campaign where Eric ridicules Corey by by exposing his Scooby-Doo thermos, his fuzzy pajamas with the cotton tail, and his allergy to scallops. (laughs) (laughs) Which, let's be honest, other than the scallops... 
a good pair of feety pajamas and a Scooby Doo thermos. That's basically me Pretty now. Cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's like I was watching, going like, "Oh, that's just oh. that's a little too close to home for me." <laughs> Unlike you, Corey is embarrassed. Amy walks in and Eric yells cut. Amy reads the script and focuses on a part that says Corey can do whatever he wants because his, his parents, parents are dead. Are dead. <laughs> God, his parents are dead. <laughs> Sean <sighs> says studies show that having parents is just not cool and he wants to show Corey being independent and on his own. Corey says, don't worry. As soon as he's elected, his parents will be found living amongst the bears in the Oregon woods. Amazing. And then, this episode it, is very clever. It, I it know. Is, it feels dense and quick and and very, I don't know. I, it, it feels slightly elevated or some. I don't know. Something's a little different about it that I really like. I don't it's know. It's also is a it, little surreal. Like, right. It's, it, it is a very, there's a lot going on. And this moment in particular is a great moment for us to discuss the things we love and maybe don't love because I'm very confused about the ending of the scene. Corey says, don't worry, as soon as I'm elected, you guys will be found amongst the bears in the Oregon woods. And then Amy turns to you and you say, okay. Because, huh? because I'm gonna let them live. Like, okay, so like, you basically like, she's like, well, "Is that well, true?" And you go, and "I'm like, right. okay, I'll change my <laughs> whole." Okay, that's campaign. what I thought. Now we're gonna make okay. this work. Okay, that yeah, wasn't our plan, but okay, yeah. all right. Okay. okay, I guess you gotta be. A, yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> okay, that is what I thought it was, and I was like, "Okay," is a weird button. <laughs> it's a weird end of the scene. Okay, I think okay. it was probably my performance. I think I needed to elevate. I should have hit it a little harder. I should have been like, I should have given it a longer okay. beat. Yeah, thought about it. Okay, I'm gonna give it to you. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Instead, yeah. I sort of rushed it. I think. I think. Yeah. It's. it's I'm sorry, Danielle. It's my. Performance. That's okay. It's, it's no. You Put know. Put it on what? the time machine. Put it on the time machine. <laughs> Go back and fix it. Yeah. Uh, Will, do you remember doing this scene? No. <laughs> At all. I don't remember any of this storyline for me. I don't remember. Be I remember certain things about this episode. I remember none of me. I thought for somehow I still think I'm getting thinner. I know yeah, you look you're so, so skinny. weird. I'm like skinny, skinny. I know. I was noticing your jawline is yeah. just cut. It is. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Looks um, great. I have a theory, <laughs> a I have a theory about this episode, guys. Okay. I think it was massively rewritten at the last mm. minute. Why now? Because, why do you say that? Because the fact that none of us have memories of it in a way that we have memories of other episodes where we might not remember the plot line or the specific scene, but when we're watching it, something comes back, like a muscle memory comes back. For me, watching this, no muscle memories came back. And I have a feeling maybe we spent less time rehearsing it because it got rewritten drastically. So in oh. other words, like whatever we started with at the beginning of the week changed so much that by the time we hit Wednesday and Thursday, we were dealing with a brand new script with like new lines in a new scene so we spent less time with it that's my theory because it that's is possible, weird how little i remember us, this yeah well i mean yeah. figure steve young is quarterbacking the entire 49ers team right. while He's, writing this episode. exactly writing how seven. could he possibly write this exactly and, yeah. Yeah. yeah he also so in real life went to a law school and then also became a lawyer while he was a quarterback so okay, but, that's but, a lot hey. of stuff going on but the credited steve young is not part of the writing staff right this is an not outside I, script yeah yeah. No, I don't know if that's true. I feel I don't like think the he name was. is has he's been a maybe not. Maybe before, you're thinking Bob think, Young. No, I know Bob, I mean, but Bob I thought Young, Steve and then we had another had done Steve. Some too. We had yeah. a bunch of Steve. Well, you yeah. know what's funny is that um, husband Jensen Cart, producer of this podcast. I reverse those. He's you the husband did. of this podcast. I reverse yeah. those. He's but all our husbands. He Danielle. said when we watched uh, the episode, he said this episode feels heavily noted. Yeah, I think it was rewritten like crazy because it was it an must- outside script. 
Yeah. It, and and then it was like rewritten, 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 rewritten. And I think that's why we don't remember it. It's because it was just like us be a crazy a great audience too. The audience was wooing and clapping yeah. and And I think the episode and... turned out pretty good. Like yeah. I think yeah. it's a good one. It's just I don't remember it and it feels it feels, yeah, rushed and different in a way. And I think it's because it was an outside script and, you know, Michael probably rewrote the heck out of it. Maybe it was. Maybe this is one of the four. I think, what is it, four that you get a year that are outside? Three? Something two. like that? Maybe I think two. usually okay. they said two okay. that they would buy from outside. So yeah. then maybe, yeah, this is maybe this was an outside writer. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. seems like this is the only script Steve Young wrote. We looked it up. It's okay. the only script he's credited with. So yeah. again, two Super Bowls. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. (laughs) 
so then we're in the school hallway. Mr. Feeney and a student, Mr. Magruder, they are walking and Feeney explains that if he doesn't turn in his paper, he's in trouble. Mr. Magruder finishes Feeney's sentence by saying, you'll give me an F. And Feeney says, no, I'll give you a G. And then he has a whole thing about how, gee, I wish I had turned in my paper. Hey, I remember this guy. I, I, I just remember he looked so familiar to me. So either after the show, he went on and did other things that I've yeah. seen him in. Or he and I talked this week because the second he walked out, I was like, oh, that guy. Like I, I abs- instantly recognized him. Hmm. Cool. He um, looks so, older yeah. than than eighth grade. Yes. Everybody looks older than eighth grade. Also, are we not in seventh grade? You're in seventh. This was election. They, they said at the beginning, it's election for the next year's president. Cool. I, so I when you move into eighth grade, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I figured. I figured. Okay, cool. I was cool. Thanks Wednesday. for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> but we do end up skipping a year, right, or two years, I, at least, because by the time we're in like sixth season, we're in our senior year, which right. Yeah, doesn't really make much sense. It, we should try and keep track of when that when leap it happens. Actually happens. But, yeah, I exactly. imagine it's between this year and next year. I imagine next year we'll just be in 10th grade. 10th grade. That's like, what I think happens. Yeah. I think next year we are not just, in 8th grade. We're not even we in 9th. We're just it. in 10th. In the yeah. high school. And <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right. And they basically go, let's just stop saying where they are. <laughs> they're just in school. Exactly. Here is their teacher. They're in school. They're let's in move school. on. Right? Moving exactly. on. Please yep. stop harassing us. Yep. So when Feeney leaves, Sean with Corey goes up to Mr. Magruder and asks if he wants Feeney gone. Sean says Corey can make that happen if he's elected. I love this bit. This was I know. It's so yeah. cute. One Mr. Magruder, yeah, Mr. Magruder seems interested and he walks away. And Corey says he wants to win, but in what world does an eighth grade president fire the principal? <laughs> and Sean says it's nothing. It's just a campaign promise and to give the people what they want. And then the two walk off chanting, give the people what they want. What they want. Lots, Lots of chanting, chanting in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of chanting in this episode. I also can't believe that I literally am like rubbing my hair. Thank you. Uh-huh. You did the hand rubbing. Oh you God. did the Mr. Burns hand rubbing. rubbing. Yeah. Let me make a plan. <laughs> Release Jesus, the house. Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, then we're in the school cafeteria. Mies is now standing on a chair and telling students if teachers get paid to teach, then students should get paid to learn. Sean calls Meese cheesy. Now, something to note here. Corey has said that there are like 400 kids in the grade, but these 12 people in the cafeteria seem very important. Yep. yep. That's <laughs> this is the entire thing. Yep. They um, have to get all these people on board. And in basically every scene in the hallway, the same extra walks out of the door behind them every <laughs> single time. <laughs> Every it's like, well, he's coming out again. Same guy. Just lives this in that guy's room. got stomach troubles. <laughs> Every time he just is coming out the same door. The same guy. Something that <laughs> occurred to me watching this scene in particular that our audience, our listeners don't probably know is that um, you can still be considered a background extra and have lines as long as there's more than five of you speaking at the same yeah. time, which is why mm-hmm. there's so much chanting. Really? Yeah, yeah that's that. the rule. That's the oh. law. That's the rule. So, so you can, so that's why they all have to say the same things at the same time. And it has to be more than five of you. So that's like how, you know, extras get lines without being paid for being actors. So it's like yeah. so interesting. This scene had to be big enough, had to have more than five kids at any moment saying, so that's why there's 12 so that they can have different opinions and split into groups, but still be more than five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know. I, with this scene, I, my first initial reaction was, I wish that the Mies character, they had one character that stayed true to their principles and was doing kind of 
the real thing and trying to run in real. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, this is politics. This right. is this is like politics. There one one person well, saying Topanga absurd things, so the other that, person right? saying absurd things. Topanga kind until of until she becomes starts saying absurd things. Well, right, right, right. You know, like they get to that point, and it's like I, at first I was like, oh man, they should have kept him true, and I was like, no, that's politics. You get up there and you start saying absurd things that you know can never happen. Oh, you want to talk the politics? Says it. And then the do you want to talk politics? Again, let's let's, let's go through some at examples. Dinner of, privately who, who amongst you, ourselves. Who do I'd be you happy think to. has said things? That, <laughs> yeah. Again, tell at us dinner more. privately amongst ourselves. I would be happy to. Two large groups of people. No, I don't. Do. <laughs> uh, I mean, we allude to it in the end by we don't just allude to it. We call right to it that the power. It's power. The right. power yeah. and getting caught up in moments yeah. will make and you say will things. Do to, yeah. To keep yeah. that going. So Sean stands on another chair to debate that Meese is not the best candidate. He's a curve breaker, always getting A's and making everyone else look bad. Then Corey replaces Sean on the chair and makes a speech saying if he's president, Thursdays and Fridays will become part of the weekend and Mondays will be optional. (laughs) Mid-speech, Feeney and Mr. Turner walk in, interested in what's going on. Meese interrupts the speech to argue that president couldn't change a school week. And Sean fights back saying, well, you can't get students paid to come to school. When Meese feels his integrity has been questioned, he says you can't trust Corey and runs off to get his evidence. Mm-hmm. Now, Corey is nervous about what Meese has dug up. Sean says, oh, it's nothing. It's a bluff. And then there is a very long pause before <laughs> Sean says, but also a lot of weird stuff <laughs> happens at the trailer, <laughs> the trailer park. <laughs> but one of my favorite lines the show has ever. <laughs> it well, it's, is. Like, it's like, listen, Corey. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Oh my God! It it's really so a good line. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Beat, that, beat. There are two. There's two in this scene right back, right back to back. That really made me laugh out loud. That was the first one. It was. It it's was so great. Funny. And it's been set up perfectly by all the things we've talked about yeah. with like the 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 conversations yeah. about my uncles and my yeah. mom, all yeah. the stuff that it's just so perfectly established that all I need to say is listen. Listen, so good. It is so, so great. It's a gr- yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great line. That's the thing. This episode is full of these really condensed comedy beats. It's yeah. really yeah. good. Little gems all the way through. Little gems, yeah. Yeah, these little gems. Like I little gem go- lettuce. Going, <laughs> Which going is back butter to the, lettuce. <laughs> going back to the Feeney-Turner um, moment in this scene, I feel, I feel like this is where the dynamic between them really, like what well, we've talked about with the second season, where it's like, they 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 have it out in this scene and in the way that I feel like they should have in the previous episodes where it's like Feeney's like you think they should make their own mistakes and Turner's like yeah and Feeney kind of agrees with that but also makes a joke like well that's I'm gonna let you make your mistakes you know and I I, I thought that w- it was like the same dynamic yeah. but just wittier and yes. they were a little it didn't have to be beaten to death it was just fun and it was funny and I just yeah. I love Tony's line that's, too well if Matthews has it that's Tuesday. my that was my, that was my <laughs> yeah. second half out loud yeah, Matthews wins Tuesday Tuesday that was so great funny. so clever that was oh absolutely God. brilliant <laughs> yeah so I just I love know. that. I love that the Feeney Turner dynamic has gotten more mature throughout yeah. the second season. Yes. It feels it feels more like just lighthearted and fun, and yet still pointed. So it's good. yeah, yeah, it's evolved as yes. which it, in it makes sense because they sure. have now even as far as when they met and what their relationship is now, it has it has evolved. Yeah. Yeah. They've had enough of these experiences. It's really fun to watch. 
So Feeney asks her, oh yeah, so Feeney asks Turner when he plans to step in and teach him the democratic process. And Mr. Turner says, if Corey wins, Tuesday. Tuesday, great one. Mr. Turner says, we can't just tell the kids what to do. They have to learn for themselves. Let them make their own mistakes. Feeney agrees and says he uses the same strategy with a certain young teacher he knows. Perfect, perfect way to have all the dynamic, but still have it be witty and sort of above it. Yeah, it's so good. Meese brings in a girl named Paula who tells a story about her oh, and Sean from third she's grade. So good. Shay she's is so, so good. good. She's so, so good. brilliant. So Shay had a very important role on Star Trek. She was like a, a Which famous Star like, Trek. I don't know. I just, I just, like, because I looked her up when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, I remember Shay. I haven't talked to her. 30 years or whatever. And then I saw that she's like very well known for a certain role on Star Trek The Next Generation. She okay, The Next like Generation. This, that's, what yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah. But TNG, she is baby. so good in this scene. Um, and the handwriting on her folder is my handwriting. Oh, is it? you did yes. it. They had you write I, it. They had me write Girls Are Icky. Oh, now, do you remember you. writing it or did you just no. recognize your handwriting? I recognize my handwriting. The okay. second she pulled it up, I was like, that is definitely my And then my by the way, that totally makes sense that they would say, here, writer, you do it. I know. Yeah. It's cool. It yeah. is cute. Yeah. Uh, okay. So she says that Sean, one day near the monkey bars, she starts to cry and me supports her. He says, be strong. She continues and reveals that Sean once said, all girls are icky. Sean says he was only eight. He didn't like girls then. Meese calls him a flip-flopper since he changes his mind. And the students chant flip-flopper. Flip-flopper. Which, by the way, I thought this was another really great, smart way of talking about politics. It is something that comes up. How many times have you heard a politician accuse another politician of being a flip-flopper? A flip-flopper. And that doesn't mean that flip-floppers don't exist. But also, isn't it really great to over time change your mind when presented with new information? Absolutely. You evolve on certain things. I actually think that the whole flip flopper thing is now, I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't come up anymore the way it did like in like the John Kerry campaign. You're right. I don't know if you guys you remember. Yeah. So in a weird way, Boy Meets World predated the the big flip-flopper conversation, which was 2004. You know, so in like 90, what, five, we were, all, and but now I feel like that whole notion of being a flip-flopper has sort of faded. Um, it's not as, as pointed of a criticism. I, I yeah. Don't know. Um, it's true. And yeah. But we it, were ahead of the time for sure. Yes, we were. But I I do remember it being a very big deal. And yet, interestingly, you know, I want people to say, yes, I did used to think that. And I, when presented with this, this, this and this, I have realized and I have learned and I was wrong before. And this is my belief now. So anyway, um, uh, Meese and Paula say that Corey has to drop Sean. The students all agree. And despite being his best friend, Corey fires him. Fired. And then we continue. That was a long scene, by the way. Yeah. And then when we come back and we're still in the cafeteria, I was like, wow. Yeah. This is probably a 12-page scene? At least. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be. So long. So we're still in the school cafeteria. Corey, now alone with Sean, thinks they will pick up a lot of girls from what happened earlier. But Sean is upset he got fired. When Corey uses the term we, Sean flips a lid and yells, we, 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 we. we. Only thing we remember from the episode. And by the third one, you look like you were going to lose it. 
Oh yeah, like you're gonna just about to oh. break right there. Yeah. yeah, I'm only holding it together because Ben was strong enough to hold it together. <laughs> right. You could tell he <laughs> kept it together, and yep. I would have lost it if he yep. had cracked even a slight smile. Yeah, they had to cut away to him on my Wii because if they stayed on me, I was clearly you were gonna- just losing it. Yep. yep. I think I'd Ugh. like to to hashtag cut away to him on my Wii as our uh, quote of the day, if that's all right. I don't even know what it means, but just the words together <laughs> they are They had to cut away to him on my Wii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Corey says, Sean, you're squealing. And Sean says, yes, that's the sound you make when your best friend takes a gun and stabs you in the back right in front of your face, which is brilliant. It's genius. Yep. So many layers. Again, condensed, witty comedy. This yeah. episode is really well written. Yeah. This is, I would say, the peak number one best dumb Sean. Like this yep. is this is the best we've seen. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. 
Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Corey says he did what he had to do to win like they planned. Sean says if he just met Corey, he wouldn't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Again. dumb Sean. It's, it's and because you're so earnest about it. You're so right. intense right. about it. Like, it's real. Right. And how could you do this to me? If I had just met you, I wouldn't even know who you were. Like, <laughs> right. it is. It's playing, playing all and it's the emotionally motivated. Comedy comes it's emotionally from. motivated and it's, it's good and it plays for the scene. But then if yep. you also analyze what I'm saying, you're like, wait a minute. Yep. Yeah. No, it's really good. You know, it's good writing. It's really great. So and then Sean walks out leaving the campaign behind and then Eric comes in and gets a huge Woo! audience Woo! Also, just for showing up man why am I there I know. That's what I'm thinking about. You needed a beverage. It's just, but it's like the cafeteria now is completely empty and yep. I happen to walk in to get a soda while my brother's there by himself. Like, yep. Well. Um, but I liked my outfit. So cute. Thank so you. cute. So did the audience. Big, apparently, Yes. Uh, so he asks Corey how the campaign is going, and Corey says he's heading in a new direction, and Eric asks if that direction is down, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Eric guilts him for ditching his best friend for a position he he's not going to win anyway, and Corey says Eric is used to being popular, and now he'll he's just jealous that Corey will be the popular one as president. Eric says, no, I'll be the one with pictures of you running through the sprinklers naked. Corey says, give me a break. I was four. And Eric says, no, you weren't. You were 12. And then Corey defeated says, it was refreshing. It's so good. <laughs> Is that just an East Coast thing? Did you all run through the sprinklers? Uh, not really. I mean, sometimes mm. slip and slide. Yeah, slip. I remember. So slip you were and one of the fancy dancy families that had a slip and slide. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, <laughs> whatever. If we didn't have, if you didn't have back east, if you didn't have a pool, which we didn't, and you didn't have any of that stuff, the sprinkler in the summer was the best thing in the world. Yeah, and you, well, had you had the two different humidity. kinds. You had the yeah. kind, which you could run through this one, but then you also had the. Even though California gets hot, it you know it's it's not yeah it's not humid ever. So I feel like that's more of a response to humidity when you're just like let's run through some cold water. Yeah. yeah, sprinkler days, yeah. fun days, fun days, good times, um, good times. Interestingly, though, I when you when when you guys when when you were recapping the ending of this scene, it is interesting that that the last the scene in the kitchen and now this scene both kind of ended on this in, like slow quiet buttons like me right. saying yeah. okay uh and and him saying uh, it was refreshing it's it's, yeah. it's a different style usually you know we have like a hard button or a big out um yep. so this is there's clearly a different style going on in the script outside yeah. writer outside writer yeah. from the 49ers from the 49ers yeah and then we're in the matthews kitchen alan comes downstairs in the middle of the night to see Corey working on his speech for the debate Alan Coming down for speech. some pie? Is it pie? I guess it's is pie. it midnight pie? Is that <laughs> what it is? I thought I, it was midnight I also, pie. It's I just want pie. Rusty's. Okay. Uh, I want Rusty's robe. I was like, mm. that's a cool dad robe. It's like the yeah. perfect, like perfect. It's got a print, but it's slightly faded. I was like, yeah, I think I could pull that off now. Now that I'm in my forties, I should get. You the, could totally definitely could. pull that off. Yeah. You totally could. It's a great midnight robe. Midnight pie. All right, good. But midnight right, pie. Yeah, I was like, what? It's my new band name. Sweet. Alan looks at the speech and asks how Corey is going to get Baywatch to film at their school and add a water slide. The school doesn't even have a pool. What about the graduate episode, guys? 
Right. I was thinking about that, but did they go to an? No, they must have. They went to the school. Yeah, we were in yeah. our bathing suits in the cafeteria. Uh, nope, yeah. that was a different school. That was first season. Oh. Oh, Wait, right. You're no. right. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're Elementary right. school the, had a pool. High school does you're not. You're right. Have a pool. High school <laughs> right. does not. That makes sense. That makes that makes more sense. Yeah. 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 They did the that. Children whole, who could barely yeah. swim. Right. Definitely. Exactly. Kindergartners. Yeah. Kindergartners through fifth grade get the pool. <laughs> they did that whole episode just to get that graduate shot. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Corey says it's all just to win. Then once he's elected, he'll handle the real stuff. Corey says he can't be boring. He has to be exciting. And Alan says he isn't behind this strategy. When Alan asks Corey why he wants to be president, Corey says he wants to finally fit in and he can be who he really wants to be. Corey Matthews, honest, loyal and decent. And then Alan quickly says, honest to the void uh, voters, loyal to your best friend and decent enough to kill off your parents. <sighs> he then leaves in that badass dad robe. Uh, question. Corey, yeah. So here's the thing. This is where my mind goes. Okay. He comes down for midnight pie. Right. He takes said pie with him upstairs yeah. with only Back one to- fork. Right. He's going to eat it in right. bed. So is he? He. It's not like Amy was like, "Go get some pie." He's literally going to sit sit in his bed next to, I'm guessing, a sleeping Amy, row. and just finish the pie. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. And yet he's problem? still that thin. It's yeah, pretty exactly. remarkable. Yeah, he's still rusty thin. <laughs> still exactly. No, I was just wondering. I was like, this is rusty. clearly just for him because there's no second oh, yeah. fork. But by the way, did you see what amount of pie was in the pie? There t- wasn't, it a, whole, wasn't but, a lot. It was barely even a full piece. But you're bringing the whole tin upstairs. That's, yeah. you know. It's, I, I, you know, I'll listen. Rusty uh, eating figures prominently this episode. It I, does. I, at the he's end, got a lot he's of good eating I know. mashed potatoes. And, uh, and Alex was watching the episode with me and she said, I can't watch that. It's making me uncomfortable the way he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> with it, he's also he's doing some great fork work with the mashed potatoes. Uh, that, just, she was like, "It's making me uncomfortable. I can't yeah. watch that." Also, the yes. only thing on his plate, mind you, was yeah. just the mound of mashed potatoes. That was well. A, it looked we'll to me to like she was putting the mashed potatoes into a Tupperware container, which made mm-hmm. me think it was after dinner. And he was like, "Hey, you know what? Give me a little more of those those mashed potatoes." Give me potatoes. another giant, which is yeah. completely in keeping with somebody like me. I'm that same way. I'm like, dinner's over when I'm done eating. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. It worked for me. It was real. I wish we could stop judging. How we all eat. Bringing pies to bed, <laughs> eating mashed potatoes long after dinner. There Midnight, are no rules. Midnight Pie in Bed is a great album. Name. It is still something I think about every single day. Food? That I love being an adult because I can have a cookie whenever <laughs> I want one. Yep. 6 a.m. Really? with my coffee before I have had anything else. No one can tell me no. I think about it all the time. <laughs> right before dinner starts, going to spoil my appetite. That's my choice. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've oh literally God. thought multiple times, this is one of the greatest parts of being an adult. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, literally yesterday, so cool. Sue Sue said to me yesterday, we were walking and, and we were eating separate stuff. And I'm, I was like, oh, geez, I'm going to get some lunch. And she's like, I had lunch already. I had two shortbread cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that was your lunch? He's like, yeah, that's what I decided on having today. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right, great. There you go. It's so, it's just great. It's I just, love, it's I just love being an adult. <laughs> just love it. Uh, so we're in the school auditorium and Mr. Feeney announces it's time for the debate. And the two candidates are Corey and Meese. And then says, slim pickings indeed. <laughs> and this is I why Bill I can't believe scene. I can't remember this episode. Because I usually remember big crowd scenes. Yeah. Like I remember the 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 music, you know, I remember shooting the the band episode because it was like, we're right. in an auditorium, we're on right. stage, it's a different set that's built for that occasion. We're in front of a bunch of extras, we're acting, no recollection of this. So I was so like, what happened? No, like, I don't either. Do... I yeah. don't either. 
And you get up on stage at the end. Like, uh, and you get up on stage. You I come know. out. I know. So, Danielle, yeah, I don't did know you why. not remember getting up on stage? No. Okay, we're going to have to talk about it when we get there. Because okay. I have a... Su- oh, man. I was, wow. I was sure you were going to be like... So this episode, we're we're finally at this episode. Wow! I was oh gosh, convinced you were going to gonna do that. Okay. No, maybe I've right. blocked it out. Okay, well, we'll get there. Okay, so Mr. Turner barges in and announces a new candidate, Sean Hunter. Corey questions if Sean can just join the election like this, and Turner says he can. Sean makes a speech saying he could only saying he only called some girls icky years ago, back when he had cooties. I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. I yes, I Sean Hunter had cooties. <laughs> so good. But he fought his way back and is now cootie free and girl friendly. To prove it, he announces his co candidate, Paula Kelly. Pulling out Ms. that single rose. There we go. Hey. We set up Bachelor. Who we knew? This show has created everything. Let's Everything. be honest. By the Let's way, be the beard episode, multiple people let me know that the beard episode of Boy Meets World was before the beard episode of, of Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And before the yeah. suit Nazi episode, too. Right. So, which, which so is, Seinfeld yeah. is basically just stealing from Boy Meets World. Yeah, I right. said it, Jerry. That's it. There yeah. you go. What's the deal with you taking our stuff? <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Mr. Feeney asks Mr. Turner how far he's willing to let this go. Turner says he has faith in the process, but also maybe just one more minute. (laughs) Sean calls Corey out for making outrageous campaign promises. And Corey says, but only because you told me to. Sean asks, well, if I told you to jump off a bridge, would you? And Corey admits, yeah, I did that once. Don't you remember? I did that once. The way he said it, too, is great. I did did that once. I did that once. Don't you remember? I don't. I did that once. Don't you remember? (laughs) And then when Mies questions, how could you vote for a guy dumb enough to jump off a bridge? Sean gets real protective and says it was off a miniature golf bridge and it was to get his ball and to stop name calling. Sean and Corey then team up against Mies, who's standing in between them. Then Mies resigns and storms off when he's outed for having his mom buy his clothes. Yeah. And like even just what Corey calls him you know you i know or i whatever i was just like whoa i know it's a very big really mean yeah like really in your face yelling like i was like i don't like this yeah yeah Uh, it's very out of character for Corey too i mean the the mean stuff this episode was out of character for every character they gave it to now do you think they figured because he said dumb a guy who's dumb enough to do this they felt like well he swung first So it's okay for him to fire one back, which is part of the reason you were okay with the underdog Minkus sometimes saying really harsh things back because he was often the one being picked on. And so it was kind of in self-defense. In this case, it was definitely a a soft punch followed by like, I was going to say it was a slight shove followed by a right hook. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think think Minkus is just such a, ends up being such a well-developed character. And I think the dynamic, especially between Minkus and Sean, was one of like, while Sean has social skills, he does not have the brain power. And that was always clear, right? Is that like Minkus may be a nerd, but he's also awesome in his own way. Right. In this yeah. case, poor Alvin is just a punching bag foil for us. And which yeah. is fine. Like I totally get it. But if, if, if Corey yelling, calling him, uh, like just literally calling him a name was just really, it was just felt harsh to me. It's like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Didn't feel like our show for a moment. I would like to go off on another tangent, which is which child at this age does not have his mommy buying his clothes? What are we talking about here? How is this even a thing? Yeah, you're 12 and you're not buying your own clothes yet? Are you crazy? 
come yeah. on now. Of all the things, it seemed like a weird one. Yeah. Feeney sends them all back to their classes to vote and for God to have mercy on their souls. And then Corey interrupts and says he ran for president to find out who he was. And yet he still doesn't know. But he did learn that he is neither a good candidate nor a good friend. And then drops out of the race and tells everyone to vote for Sean. He is the best friend anyone could have. Oh, very sweet. Then, yes, very sweet. Sean then stands up for Corey and says Corey is really, Corey really is honest, loyal, and decent. And then he withdraws from the race, too. Paula jumps in and says she wants to be president. She wanted her life to mean something. And then Sean offers to take her out for a burger. Let's go to Chubby's, baby. And she says yes and withdraws from the race immediately. Yeah. Yeah. A little little bit of a bummer, but when we did not know how this episode ended, we were Jensen and I, Jensen, who's the husband and producer of this podcast, Jensen and I were like, what? How did they just do this? Like, I was truly like, oh, no. This is awful. They have this girl up there who says, I want my life to mean something. I would like to be president. And then Sean just offers to take her to go get a burger. I literally wrote the sentence, Shay bailing awful. <laughs> like, yes. That's, so I had the exact same feeling when I was watching. I was like, well, that just sucks. sucks. That is such a crappy, like, what a way to just sacrifice a whole, yeah, it sucks, man. It yeah, sucks. it sucked. <laughs> I was like, whoa, there's a little, there's a little redemption. Sure. Not for her character, but at no, least for, no. you know, for the episode. Um so Feeney says this has left the eighth grade leader list for next year. Mr. Turner says he's bummed because he was really looking forward to Corey's five day weekend. <laughs> and then Topanga stands up and goes up to the podium and starts to make an energetic campaign speech. I saw Dusty. Dusty was rooting for Topanga in the front row. Sure. Corey says Topanga would be a great president. And then Mr. Magruder stands up and asks about a water slide and Topanga blindly says, you got it. Topanga starts a chant for her own name and the students join in. They love their future president. And Will, I'm dying to know what you remember about this scene. So I I could be wrong, but I have a pretty good memory. Okay. You did it once or twice. And then you started getting note after note after note. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Note after note after note. The audience is there. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And you burst into tears. <gasps> I did. And you were crying hysterically and the audience had to wait and they walked you backstage and they calmed you down. And the take they used at the end, I could see it because I was looking for it. You could tell you had kind of cryy eyes and they used makeup to cover it up. Wow. And so wow. that was one of the reasons that why when I then saw the episode back then. That is so then, funny. Will, when I was watching it, I was like, Danielle seems pissed. She I, was. I was she watching it. I was like, there's bawling. something about her in this in this end moment that she is like, like I was just like, Danielle is not happy. She is angry. And and Topanga was never angry. Like to pl- And so I was like, what is happening? That's so interesting. They I totally didn't remember that. beat you up and beat you up and beat you wow. up and you burst into tears. Oh and that's why when gosh. I saw the episode originally aired, what were the notes? What could possibly? I don't have been remember. The notes? I don't remember. But it was what now, and you got to do one, and there's one more, and what, and it just, and so at the end where it comes out and it says the first time I saw it where it says executive yeah. producer Michael Jacobs, and then it says then Topanga. Up, yeah. The first thing I thought was, oh, they're making it up to her for the way they treated her at the end of that episode. I remember thinking that in '94 when it aired, or '95 when it aired. Right. Um, now when you, and you keep using the I word remember. they. <laughs> 
It, but it was, you know, it's, it's, it was they. It's, you know, my one person gives the notes, but there's, you know, Michael gave the notes and is kind of yelling, but there's, you know, the writers are all gra- gathered around a thing, and then there's, then Michael yells out, and then it was kind of just beating her up over and over and over again, uh, and then you burst into tears. I mean, just flat it's out so burst into weird tears because I, even hearing you say it, no it is memory, no memory. So wow. it is a fully repressed. Like, and I, I've always wondered if I have those um, because I have mm-hmm. zero memory of that. Zero. Oh, and I was I, so convinced you were going to start this episode with like, this is, I oh man, the end. This was a huge thing from like, and then when you said, I don't remember it, I was shocked because this was, I mean, they held the audience. We had to wait for like 20 minutes wow. to, for you to calm down. Your mom went over and was like calming you down, took you off backstage. It was a whole thing. So wow. it was, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, see, it I was, remember those. I remember those moments in general. Like I remember that feeling. Like that would happen somewhat yeah. regularly. Uh, moments like that, yelling. You know, I mean, no, even I Will, we yelling, talked about sure. in first season. You got held in front of the audience yeah. doing the bag throwing. You know, and right, you yeah, looked at yeah. it. You look back on it as this like accomplishment of acting. Like you found this comedic beat. But the truth is, that was a, a torturous experience for you. You know, you were being held and being told yeah. you weren't doing something right, right over and over again. And, and in this and case, never you being clear. Doing, yeah, that and was then we the thing I remember. Yeah, that was the thing I remember about those moments more than anything is feeling very much like I am doing I think I truly think I'm doing what you're asking because I I was never um, I don't think any of us were like refusing to commit to a bit like we no. were willing to do whatever was asked and of doing us. our best or and at least what we our, thought was our exactly. best exactly yeah. and yeah. and by the way being like I'm sorry I literally cannot imagine what you're asking to do differently than what I just did and so I'll Ten try times. again yeah and I'll try again and I'll try again but it's a very frustrating feeling when you feel like I'm sorry, what am I missing? Because I, I feel like I'm doing it. So, no, I don't remember that. Go back um, and watch it again and look at your eyes and your face. You well, can tell Jensen you had been said, crying. Jensen did say, he goes, it's so funny. You look so different here. He didn't know that it was like, you know, like Ryder said that I looked angry or any of that. He was just like, you, there's something different about you there. Um, and now that I think about watching it and I don't remember anything of it, I do feel like I can picture myself on the screen just from watching it last night and feeling like there's a, a deadness behind my eyes. Mm-hmm. You're like, like teeth. There's like yeah. a certain, yeah. yeah, that's what I picked up on. I was like, yeah. why is Danielle not into this beat? Like, why right. is she? Because it seems like a fun beat to get a whole yeah. crowd with you. And instead yeah. you just do not seem happy. No. Right. You, were beaten, you were beaten up by this point. Like literally wow. that's all I remember was just being beat and feeling horrible. Like sitting there watching this feeling horrible because you, burst into tears in front of, oh, in front of the whole audience. Gosh. Yeah, no, it was, I'm, if I'm you glad were in you that don't audience, remember it. If yeah. you were in that audience, yeah. oh, wouldn't oh, that be up. interesting? Hit us up, yeah. If you were so. in that audience and that If you were one taping, of the prisoners, that <laughs> exactly. you should be out by now. You should. You had to, you, depends what you did. <laughs> yeah, we'll need proof that you were in the audience, but if you were in the audience and you remember that, oh boy, I would love to love to hear from you. So yeah, we, we, um, we freeze frame with Topanga wide-eyed and screaming and the Michael Jacobs executive producer credit gets swiped away to say Topanga. And then we're in the tag in the Matthews kitchen. Amy says Corey was quiet during dinner and Alan says he's better off not being president. Alan says he's proud of Corey for dropping out because you can't be making promises you can't deliver on. Amy says like when Alan promised to take her to Europe, he says exactly 
But obviously, he doesn't remember this at all. Alan pretends he remembers, and he tells her to book the tickets immediately. Alan leaves, and Eric asks Amy if he really did promise to take her to Europe. And she says, of course he did. Just now. Just now. <sighs> what? I got Women. That. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's kind of... Uh, it's, it, we've it's the really, the Alan-Amy relationship has fallen into that. This It now. really has. It's gone into like, the 90s sitcom trope, which... You know, is just like all right. I do think this I'm one's a little clever, him. though. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as the last episode, but it's still. It's just this is kind of what it is now for a while, and yeah. I think it gets right. back. I remember them kind of going the wise route again. Um, so I, 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 I miss that. I miss that. Well. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And as always, we have merch. There's merchandise! <laughs> podmeetsworldshow.com. Uh, you can join us for our next recap episode, which will be season two, episode 15. Breaking up is really, really hard to do, which originally aired January 27th, 1995. Uh, Will, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler's Sandy's Shortbread Cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.